God of praise this morning. Amen. For a few moments, there is a word found in the Acts of the Apostles, Acts the 14th chapter, starting with verse 8 through 11. Acts the 14th chapter. Acts 14, starting with verse 8. And here's what it says in Acts, the 14th chapter, starting with verse 8. These words are recorded. In Lystra, there sat a man who had been born crippled. He had never walked. As this man was listening to Paul speak, Paul looked straight at him and saw that he believed God could heal him. So he cried out, stand up on your feet. The man jumped up and began walking around. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Listen, in Lystra there sat a man who had been born crippled. He had never walked. As this man was listening to Paul speak, Paul looked straight at him and saw that he believed God could heal him. So he cried out, stand up on your feet. The man jumped up and began walking around. I want to tag the text for a few moments. I want to talk about I'm standing and walking. Tell your neighbor, I'm standing and walking. My brothers and sisters, just a few months ago, we celebrated a great time for a child of believer. We celebrated the resurrection of your Lord and my Savior. We celebrated that he went down in the grave. Three days later, he rose with all power in his hand. We celebrated that he sits on the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for you and I. We celebrate that he redeemed us. Amen. He put humanity and divinity back together. And we have so much to be thankful for, for what he did just for us. Oh, I'm so glad, my brothers, I can reflect upon what we have been through, what we have been in, what we have been blessed with. We ought to celebrate this morning and thank the creator for partaking in a great part of history in our lives. Some people, though, could not celebrate the resurrection of your Lord and my Savior. They're not thankful because they felt like or they feel like that they have nothing to be thankful for. Listen, there are, they are in misery. They are in a bad condition. Their homes are messed up. Schools are done in. Their job is worrying them. Some people are dealing with crippling illnesses and diseases. Some have had to drop out of school. Some have lost their family, lost their loved ones, lost their health. They cannot celebrate the resurrection of your Lord and Savior and be thankful that God has blessed them, kept them, made a way for them because they feel they have lost so much. Oh, yeah, they are not excited about the Lord. But there's another group that refused to celebrate and thank God for the resurrection. Not because of anything they lost. No, they cannot relate to losing anything because they never had anything. Sister Z, they never owned a car. They never bought a house. They've never been married. They've never had children. Look, they've never owned a credit card. States, they've never had popularity. 
charity, Brother Bates. They've never had outstanding facial features. They've never had money. Then they, they had more money than they could spend. Look, they've never had a checking and a savings account. They've never had a retirement account or social security. No. They are in the category, don't miss this, of below. Below the radar. They below the poverty level. They below social strata. They below income, below advanced college. They below degrees, below social grace. And they don't know what it's like to experience some things that you and I take for granted. Can I talk for a few minutes? I'm excited this morning because I am blessed to get up and see another day I've never seen before. I'm thankful that I got a few clothes on my back, a little joy in my heart. Is there anybody here today can give God a praise that you are thankful for the little that you have? You might not have everything, but give God a shout. I'm thankful for what I do have. I'm thankful that I'm not on drugs. I'm thankful that I'm not an alcoholic. I'm thankful that I'm not sick. I'm thankful that you saved me. I'm thankful that you blessed me. You still can't shout. I'm thankful that I'm this way and not that way. See, see some people take for granted that they are going to be able to make it to tomorrow. But can I park the car, drop a cord in the meeting, and holler at you? You are only here by the grace and mercy of Almighty God. And I don't care where you came from, you should have gave God three amens that you are still able to put one foot in front of the other. That's what the text is all about. The text shows us and teaches us that God is in the blessing business. Here it is, Valletta. Here it is in the text. This text takes us to a man who is living at the level at this level in his life. He's below standard. He's living low. The Apostle Paul is on his first missionary journey for you theologians along with Barnabas, which has taken him from Antioch to Salamis. He's gone to Perga and he's gone to Iconium and now he has entered into Lystra which would appear to be off the beaten path of life. Lystra, a city whose name means that dissolves, is a Roman colony, listen to established in 6 BC that is Timothy's hometown. Lystra is a small rural mountain town which is not even strategically located. It's well off the trade route and religious pagans, listen to me, who do not believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior dominate this area. This area is so lacking spiritually that there is not one church or synagogue located there. When Paul uh -huh, and Barnabas and his team arrived there, instead of trapping a warm sanctuary of a synagogue, they are forced to create a sanctuary, don't miss this, without walls. They had a ministry in the open air. However, I need to tell somebody that God is not confined to the four walls of a church and he can be worshipped anywhere. Do I got a witness in the house? Just because you sitting here with these stained glass windows does not mean that the God is confined to one building. Now, please forgive me for my cat in the hat theology this morning, but God can be worshipped anywhere. He can be worshipped in a boat. 
He can be worshipped by a moat. He can worship in the air. He can worship in Times Square. He can worship in the hills. He can worship in a valley. He can worship in a school. He can worship in a pool. He can worship at Tarjay. He can worship at Giant Eagle Shakespeare. He can worship in your car. You can worship in your bathroom. You can worship anywhere, any place, and any time. So don't you sit there like you too cute to give God a praise. Do I got about 50 people that can give God a high five that I don't need no special place to worship God. When I'm in his presence, I give God a praise. And listen, listen. Paul hits the pulpit to preach. And as he's preaching with spiritual fervor, as the Holy Spirit, watch this, is using him speaking through him and preaching to a crowd of local Lystrans. There is a man who has captured the attention and imagination of the Apostle Paul. Are y'all following me? This man is sitting in the congregation and he is staring intensely at Paul. He is hanging off of every word that the Apostle Paul is preaching. So much so that every time this experienced preacher would cast a gaze at the crowd, his attention would always be drawn back to the man in the third row staring back at him. Out of all the people in the crowd, the Holy Spirit brings Paul back, y'all ain't going to shout, to this one man. See, and I've come this morning to suggest to us that some of us didn't come to be entertained by a choir and to check out the latest fashion this morning. Some of us, a few of us, came to hear a word from the Lord. Do I have a witness here? Some of us are here this morning have gone through some hell at our homes, uh, hell at our school, hell at our jobs, hell in our neighborhood, hell in the marketplace, hell in politics, hell with social insecurity, and yet we've come here this morning after all the hell we've been through to hear a word from the Lord. Is there anybody here this morning that came to hear a word from the Lord? Do I got somebody here that needs to know that the youth shall grow weary and the young man shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Is there anybody here knows the Lord is my light and my salvation? Whom shall I fear? He's the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Is there anybody here can say I once was young? But now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed. Is there anybody here that can testify if God be for me, he's more than any. See, see, some of us didn't just come here to look cute and sophisticated. Some of us came because we need a word from the Lord. When I'm sick, I need to know that he's a doctor that never lost a case. When I'm lonely, I need to know he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When I'm hungry, I want to know he's food 
when I'm hungry in the shelter in a time of a storm. Y'all don't need him like I need him, but sometimes I need him quick and hurry. I need a word from the Lord. That's why some of us don't want to sit next to some people who don't want to praise God and don't need a word from the Lord. Someone that don't want to agree with the preacher. Don't want to be blessed by the word because we've got some problems too. But we need to hear a word from the Lord. This man in the congregation needs a word. The man was not financially rich man. He was a man that didn't even know what being rich looked like. Listen, he wasn't a, a breadwinner because of his condition. He didn't know what a paycheck looked like. This man, my brothers and sisters, he wasn't a family man because of his condition. He didn't know what love felt like or what love had to do with it. He was a man, church, with three major problems. Y'all got time for me? This brother had three problems. The first problem, number one, is that he had two feet, but he had no strength in his feet. The Bible declares right there in verse 8 that he had a problem in both of his feet. That he was lame in his feet, which suggests to you and me that it wasn't that he was too lazy to walk, but it was literally impossible for him to walk. But yet you can walk to and fro every day, but yet you still can't give God a praise that you got two feet. Do I got a witness in here? Do I got a witness in this house? The second thing is the problem number two is he, he had been lame from his mother's womb. I'm still in verse 8. He, he, he was crippled. He was just as crippled today as the day when he entered into the world. But because he never knew what it was like to run and play in the yard. He never knew what it was like to play t-ball, basketball, or football. He never knew what it was like to play hide and seek. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Hutchie right over. It was a foreign concept of him to participate in athletics because of his condition of his birth. Are y'all following me? But then number three is that everyone in town knew his business. See, it was not a secret because in those days you would have to have been carried in order to come to a worship service like this at Shiloh Community. No, no, you would have to be carried in order to beg for harms. He had to be carried to Giant Eagle, carried to Shop and Save, carried to Citizens Bank, carried to PNC Bank, carried to Dollar Bank, carried to Walmart, Target, and Macy's and Nordstrom's. And although he had three major problems, he had a habit, listen to me, of listening to Paul while he's preaching. Even though he had to be carried, his brother came to church and he came to hear a word. His body was messed up, but his soul was okay. He still wanted to hear a word from the Lord. Are y'all following me? And watch, Paul watched him. And he saw that this man had the faith to be healed. I was about to file an, an ecclesiastical argument here against the text because faith cannot be seen 
by naked eyes. I can see your clothes. I can hear your amens. I can smell your cologne. I can look at your weave. But I can't see your faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not observable. But when the Holy Spirit is in charge. Listen, God will give you a divine revelation. Paul received a divine revelation to help. And Paul sees the man. And his faith is right there in verse 9. But when you get to verse 10, I'm not going to be long. Paul calls him out of the crowd and commands the man to stand up on your feet. Now I imagine there must have been some haters like there are today in the crowd. You know those people. They always try to keep you from being blessed. Do I got an amen from anybody? Some haters who don't want to see you being blessed. They don't want to see you drive what you drive. They don't want to hear you say amen. They don't want to learn what you learn, sing what you sing, wear what you wear, pastor what you pastor. They always want you to stay in the box. Stay in your lane all the time. Stay away from those goody, goody people. But listen, I can't stay in my lane all the time. Because God's been too good to me. Do I got about five amens right there? Sometimes you got what I call a, I can't help it. I just can't help to give God a praise. I just can't help to say amen. I just can't help to shout hallelujah because God has been good to me. Now you sit there like you stuck on stupid if God ain't never been good to you. But do I got about a hundred people that can testify? I got the I can't help it. Because if the truth be told, I don't even deserve to be here. Standing where I'm standing. Doing what I'm doing. I've done some stuff. Been in some stuff. And still in some stuff. But thank God that he always gives me another chance. Do I got some second chance, folks? Don't play with me this morning. Do I got somebody here who can give God a praise for not just one chance, but two chances, three chances, four chances? Do I got some? Do me a favor. High five your neighbor and say, God keeps on giving me chances. But while the haters are hating on him, listen, but Paul is not talking to the haters He's talking to this one man. Look what he says right there in verse 10. Paul looks at this one man and says, stand up on your feet. Maybe Paul didn't realize that this man had never stood on his feet before. But this man probably had never heard of that kind of command before. See, I, I, I've discovered, church, that when God is getting ready to bless you, you're going to hear some words that you never heard before. Are y'all with me? You may hear the word, I love you, and you never heard it before. You may hear, yes, ma'am, no, sir, baby, I love you. You, you. you may hear, and now the award goes to you. 
You may hear the word deacon, preacher, teacher, member, singer. You may hear the word gift. Oh, y'all wonderful and great. You may hear the word you start on Monday morning. But God going to keep me till Sunday morning. See, sometimes you got to stand on your feet. But when you stand up, you got to listen. See, when he stands up, he does not do it from the vantage of sitting down and rising. I'm going to teach y'all before I go. See, according to the Greek word, orthos, it means to stand up straight from a prostrate position. Not from a lean, but from a horizontal level to a vertical level. This man doesn't just stand up. Watch the text. But he jumps up. He never stood before. And he never jumped before. And some of y'all have never stood before in church. You never jumped before in church. But if the Holy Spirit hits you right, you'll jump like Michael Jordan. You'll dunk like Dr. J. You'll shoot it like Stephon Curry. Some of y'all are just sitting there. But I need about 10 people to give God a praise and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I jump all the time. When I look where he blessed me, I jump all the time. Do I got some jumpers out there? Do I got somebody that can jump? See, 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 don't get it twisted. Don't get this twisted. I've never seen anybody jump up from a lying down position. But when God is in the mix, I said when God is in the mix, you'll do some stuff that you've never done before. When God is in the mix, uh, you'll learn to love your enemies. Uh, when God is in the mix, uh, you'll be crying and don't know what you're crying about running. Don't know what you're running about shouting. Don't know what you're shouting about. When God is in the mix, you'll come to church with your hallelujahs and your thank you, Jesus. You just can't sit there when God is in the mix. I'm looking at y'all. Some of y'all shouting now. And guess what? You ain't never shouted before. I'm looking at some people who lifted up their hands and they never lifted them before. I'm looking at some people who are going to church who ain't never gone to church before. I'm looking at some people, church, who are giving their tithes who ain't never tithes before. I'm looking at a few of y'all this morning who are working in the church, who ain't never worked before. Look, this man leaps up, stands up, and then he begins to walk. See, when I was a teenager in the First Baptist Church and living in North Vandegrift, small town, there was a song outside the church that we used to dance that made popular by my main man, James Brown. James Brown wrote a song called The Camel Walk. Y'all might not know that, some of y'all. But we had all kind of walks and dances called the cha-cha, the slop, the moon walk, the camel walk, and other kind of walks. Well, I come to tell y'all about the kind of walk this man had. This man, it was a special walk. His walk was called, come on here, y'all. His walk was called, look where the Lord has brought me from. And I wish I had somebody here this morning that could testify this morning here that could stand up and say, look where the Lord 
has brought me from. I wish I had somebody here who could walk and say, look where the Lord has brought me from. Now, if the Lord has been good to you, then you ought to show some signs. If the Lord made a way for you, then you ought to show some signs. If the Lord has blessed you and brought you out of a horrible pit, you ought to wave your hand. You ought not sit there today like God ain't done nothing for you. But I need about 50 people to give your neighbor a high five and say, neighbor, I'm standing and walking. I should have been dead, resting in my bed. But the Lord allowed me to live on. Ain't God all right? Tell your neighbor, look at me now. I once was down, but now I'm up. I once was out, but now I'm in. Look at me now. I'm standing, I'm walking, I'm happy, I'm glad I met the Lord. He saved me, he changed me, he died for me. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Is there anybody here that can testify that God has raised me up? has brought me out, has opened my doors, saved my soul, say yeah, say yeah, want to do it, want to do it, I'm walking tall, I'm standing tall, I'm praying tall, I'm singing tall, God will take care of you, say yeah, say yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he done for me, I got to give God a praise. Do I got some praises? Do I got some shouters? Do I got some folks uh, that are thankful, that are joyful, that are peaceful, that are hopeful? If you're all right, uh, say yeah. I'm done. Because that blind man, that crippled man, that was me. Coming to church every Sunday, just sitting there. And one day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, convicted me, and changed my heart. I'm scared of people who don't have any part of the third person of the triune God. Because that's what sustains you makes a way for you, protects you. I'm not afraid of anything because if God got me, you can't do nothing to me. Do I got a witness in here? Can you do me a favor? Can we give God just a 15 second praise that we are standing and walking in the name of the Lord? Whoa. done. We're going home now. Already got church in. Kind of feel like Catholic a little bit, don't you, huh? Go to church on Saturday. But I thank God for the Spirit of God 
And I thank God that I'm standing and walking. There's somebody that wanted to get up and stand today, but they couldn't stand. There's somebody who has trouble in their life. I recommend you to give your hand to the pastor, but your heart to the master. Is there one today? Man, woman, boy, or girl. Candle baptism, Christian experience, or by letter. Can you sing, oh, it is Jesus? Oh, preachers, you know that, don't you? Oh, it is Jesus. Give preachers a mic. Is Jesus in my soul? Oh, it is Jesus. We're going to do like we used to do. We didn't have no mics. Remember that? I just need to hear a little old way this Jesus. I, I'm old school, Doc. I, I, forgive me. I'm lying with Kurt. But it's Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. It's Jesus. Oh, God. Come on. It's And Lord, we are standing and walking. We thank you for the Father who is above us, the Son that came to walk with us, and the Holy Spirit that takes up residence in us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Come on, Pete, sing while we go home. Oh, it is Jesus. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them I'm standing and walking. Oh, I could. 